Come on in. Good morning, Henry. Uh, Stephen Hawkins is my name. I'm a GP in Bray Medical Centre in County Wicklow. We opened the building at uh, 7.30 in the morning, Henry, to, uh, to just get ourselves set and get ready for the day. We don't start seeing patients till 8.30. It's been hard. It's been challenging. I think, I think general practice in the past year and a half has shown its, it, its resilience. We've had to be there for our patients. We've had to adapt. Certainly in the, in the early stages, when this was a tsunami that was about to break on our shores and we really didn't know what to expect and we were looking at the the footage coming out of out of italy of, of the army being called in to help move uh, uh, bodies from mortuaries those were terrifying times my memory of the first few weeks when when leo Vragger put us into lockdown was of driving to work uh, on, on empty roads and, and literally feeling like the only one. Um, and it was just us and our staff. And we were just trying to handle this tsunami of stress and anxiety that was, that was breaking on our heads. It was a massive, a massive challenge for us. It was very difficult and very challenging time. We cautiously reopened uh, the doors quite early in the pandemic with appropriate screening and appropriate triage of the people that we brought into the premises. But we, we, we felt that we needed to bring the patients back into the premises. General practice is about the human contact and it's about the face-to-face. -face. It's very difficult to do remotely. The first day that we reopened and we had a number of patients on the premises actually felt like a great day. I, I felt like hugging each and every one of them, although I was all, uh, obviously unable to do so. Just going to take this patient's blood pressure. Hi, my name is Barbara Bonner and I'm a GP in Bray Medical Centre in Bryan County Wicklow. It was a bit like military management at the beginning of trying to make sure that we could continue a service. We were frightened and we were frightened. With medical training you, you, you learn to continue. We are winning on vaccinations and, and I think that has had a huge effect on patient sickness. Um, they're not getting as sick. At the moment obviously we're in another wave and it's very concerning for our hospital colleagues. And here in Wicklow, how is it on, on COVID generally? It's bad at the moment. I've spoken to three people this morning who have COVID. I've spoken to people who can't get a PCR test, so have rung me to arrange it. So obviously that takes my time. They tested positive on an antigen test and they, they know they need a PCR. So those kinds of difficulties do add to our working day because on top of that, I have a full clinic of seeing non-COVID patients and trying to maintain non-COVID care. Right now we're in our, in our fourth wave. Um, this is different to the previous waves because the health service is now trying to run COVID care and non-COVID care in parallel. In the previous waves, uh, there was a, a significant cur curtailment of non-COVID services across the health service, uh, ourselves included, and that allowed us just to focus on dealing with the, with the coronavirus-related uh, problems. Now we realise that there was a price to be paid for that. Our oncology colleagues are currently dealing with more cancers presenting in a more advanced stage than they've ever seen before. How do we encourage someone that has an underlying health condition, perhaps a lump, they're putting off coming to their GP? Contact your GP. Uh, contact them, let them know your concerns and they will help you. The day of the same day or walk-in appointment, th those days are in the past. But general practice is open for business. I think the lack of understanding about the role of antigen tests uh, comes back to the failure in messaging from public health. 
the message is clear and it just hasn't been broadcast adequately. If you're sick, stay at home in your room and organize a PCR test and don't leave the house until you're well again. If you're well and if you're contemplating doing what would be considered an at-risk activity such as gathering in a group or uh, carpooling or attending a party, do antigen tests. Do a number of antigen tests on a regular basis and that reduces the, the risk of um, asymptomatic spread of COVID in that um, at-risk environment. The foundation of any well-functioning healthcare system is, is good quality general practice and really in Ireland we think that's what we have in spades. It's under pressure at the moment but it is continuing to function. The reason it's functioning is due to, due to the support of our staff. So without our secretaries, without our phlebotomists, without our nurses, the whole system falls. So really, you know, we talk about frontline workers, we talk about, you know, the, the, the sharp end of this pandemic. Without our general practice staff, um, it all counts for nothing. My name is Aoife Cuddy. I'm a GP here at the Bray Medical Centre in Bray. The last um, 18 months have been very um, stressful. It's been a very steep learning curve in general practice and doing all that in the setting of a pandemic where there's a lot of fear and anxiety around catching COVID, problems with regard to trying to get people vaccinated, trying to get people tested, trying to manage people who are sick, uh, trying to manage people who are fearful. It's been difficult at times, uh, but I think we try to work together like closely as a team. There's been times where we've all been very stressed and feeling really burnt out um, and taking regular breaks is important. We're all worn thin and, and people's, people's patience and people's resilience are, are at a low ebb. And, and we, see that, we see that in our interaction with patients um, on the phone. There, there's a level, of, a level of frustration and impatience that can occasionally uh, spill over and there have been occasions where patients have become become unpleasant and abusive to our staff over the phones they're not doing this because they're they're bad people they're doing it because they're they're just worn thin and things have been very very difficult for them but we have to say to them you know you're feeling you're feeling worn out burnout stressed out well so are we and our staff and, and nobody deserves to, uh, to be asked to take abuse in the workplace. So we, we, we have on occasion had to, had to deal with patients and, and explain to them that we, we would have a zero tolerance policy of that kind of behavior. And, and we asked them to, to reconsider how they're acting. Bray Medical Center, Margaret speaking. How can I help you? I'm having a chat with Margaret Byrne. You have been working in GP surgeries for over 40 years. How has it been over the last year and a half? Describe the importance of your role as secretary. You are the jigsaw, you could say, of any GP practice. Well, we're, we're the front line. We're the buffer between the doctors and the patient. And prior to COVID, our surgery would have been a lot more relaxed. We would have had walk-in patients, patients who didn't really need to worry too much about making appointments. And that's all changed. And it's very hard for the actual patients to accept all this change on top of COVID because we've had to restrict the number of people coming into the surgery and the format of consultations and everything has changed now because they're wearing masks. The whole principle of general practice has changed. 
um, you can't just arrive in. You now have to plan your day, you have to ring. Possibly you may not be allowed in because of COVID symptoms, so you have to have a consultation over the phone with the doctor, which patients may not have been used to over the years. And then they have to accept that possibly they can't come to the doctor, they must go down and have a COVID test. And again, all of this is difficult. Margaret, how do you deal with a, a, a patient or someone on the phone that perhaps is impatient? We've got to be very, very patient. We, we have to pull out all resources and, you know, understand that they're at their worst when they ring us. And they're not always possibly reasonable to the demands that COVID is placing on everybody at the moment. But we try to do our best. That's all we can do. Barbara, when it comes to mental health and anxiety, not just... Uh, health workers, but the general population, uh, mental health, has, it's been a big strain on everyone, hasn't it? It has, and I think particularly for our adolescent and college-going population, it affected them greatly. We know that they rely very much on peer-to-peer -peer communication, and that was restricted during the lockdowns. And one of the things that I've seen recently is an increase in eating disorders. I've probably had three patients present in the last two months with eating disorders, and I've probably had one patient in the previous year to 18 months. The lockdowns have increased anxiety. And as a consequence, for some adolescents and young uh, college-going children, it's increased their, uh, the incidence of, of eating disorders. As Dr. Mike Ryan from the WHO said um, at the start of the pandemic, speed is more important than perfection uh, when you're in a pandemic. And, and the HSE did deliver. So, so they delivered on the vaccine program, they delivered on the testing and tracing program, and they delivered on PPE in the early days as well. And that was under an immense amount of pressure and, and, and public scrutiny. And, and I think, do think that they're due credit for that. Hi, I'm Gemma Cosgrave. I'm a podiatrist here in the Brain Medical Centre. I'd see a lot of diabetic patients, so it's very important to keep them on their feet and keep them out of hospital. That's where they do, you don't want them to end up at the moment. Chaos usually in the morning with the two, getting the two kids ready and up and out. But um, yeah, just just busy all the time, really, you know, from the minute I get in the door. So so many different patients to see. And I do a lot of nursing homework, too. So that, that's been a bit crazy the last year with all that's been going on there. I noticed here you've got to make sure there's not too many patients in the building. So... Sometimes you have chairs outside and it's cold at the moment, isn't it? Outside. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. To do yeah, yeah and, and people aren't that happy to wait, but, you know, they unfortunately they just have to for safety, you know. We can only have a certain amount of people in the building at any one time. It's nice to let the, the air flow through the room for a few minutes before you get the next patient in. So there is that bit of a delay. You know, it's not as easy to get people in, get people out as it used to be. You know, you're much more aware of safety precautions. Yeah, so people just have to bear with us, you know. I'm having a chat with uh, Richard and Louisa, your daughter. She's around four years of age. You've come along to the GP practice today. How have you found it? Um, I, f I found it excellent. Um, you know, we've, we've been coming to, to Bray here for the last two years. Um, since COVID, it's been very well run, very well organised. You know, we sit in our car across the way. As soon as our appointment is ready, we come in. Never feel at risk. Uh, the doctors here are, are fantastic. Um, kind of in a privileged position. My wife is also a GP and she works in, in Greystone, so sometimes uh, she doesn't like to GP her own kids. So it's great to be able to get that, that second opinion and, and particularly down here where, where the doctors have been so, so welcoming. Did they use a stethoscope? Yeah, this. And, and what else happened? Took your? 